Welcome to Politics on Right. My name is Egberto Willis. How are you guys doing today, my friend? KPFT. We are in the house at KPFT in the studio right now. Handling the board is the one and only Stuart. Stuart, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you, Egberto? Well, you know, I'm here to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all you guys who are using that wonderful time to say, hey, I, I don't... I have a lot of other things I can do, but you know what? KPFT or people in Houston need to have us on the air. So thank you so kindly for being here, my brother. My pleasure. And I see that you have two great people in there that are learning the boards. That's you're playing not only the phones, you're not only playing the boards, but you're also helping train other people. We're going to do it all. I've got Rico and Mark with here me today, and they're going to be... Uh shadowing and learning how to run everything so well, Rico and Mark thank you guys for being here and helping us out we couldn't do this without you anyhow folks we are going to have a great show for you today hey look let me tell you this I, I'm going to start out on a very serious t- topic the Warnock uh, Walker Senate race and but before I get that I just want to give a good thank you to you know who who left me a newspaper article from a few months ago that said, here's how Houston can come together and solve crime problems. I'm not going to cover that topic today because I'm not completely read on solutions. And you know what we believe in here is make sure that you're read on issues and know what you're talking This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Talking about, I, 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 I've written on about some of this stuff before, but I, I want to give you something cohesive. But thank you very much, T, for giving me this article as a subject. I think it will make a good thing that's a good subject that's not only good for Houston, but good throughout the country. Bridge MCP is on the internet, uh, on their chat with us, with a couple others. Thank you so kindly for being out here listening to the show. Remember also, this is a call-in show. Today, you can break into the show at any time you want. The telephone number is 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. No matter where you are, you're in Houston, you're in New York, you're in Albuquerque, we're Wherever you are, give us a call if there's something that you want to get on air. Remember, this is Pacifica Networks, KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston, a, a station that belongs to all of you. In fact, we are supported from folks all over the country, actually all over the world. Right now, we need a hell of a lot more about of that to make sure that we remain a viable station that is not dependent on our corporatocracy, which gives us the opportunity to just come out and tell you the unadulterated truth. Anyhow, today's program is titled, Warnock's Victory in Georgia Exposes America's Cancer and Why is a Great Jobs Report Bad for America? The subtitle is, Raphael Warnock was an import, was an, win was important. Why would so many vote for Herschel Walker. And second topic, November's job report was great. Why do our economic titans hate it? Folks, give us a call. Norman Reynolds is in the house. Norman, so you're back in town. Great to see you back in town, sir. Uh, um, you know, we, we, you know, you're always welcome to come in here and sit next and, and have your say as well. I wish Bridge MCP was out here in Houston as well. Anyhow, 
War next victory. This is a bit serious, and I want everybody to listen to this one in detail. And give us a call, 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738. With 99% of the vote in, Rafael Warnock is beaten, her, not is beaten, has beaten Herschel Walker by almost three percentage points. That's a lot, guys. In Georgia, people say that's a lot. Many are happy about the win, as I am, but it pains me that 47% of Georgians saw it fit to vote for Herschel Walker, you see. Herschel Walker perfectly describes the lie of what is a prototypical black man. So I want to pause there because I feel the same way as how could 69 or, or, or 67 million people or however many million people, I think it was 65 million people, vote for Donald Trump, somebody who spoke, speak about women as he does, somebody who speaks about the other as he does, somebody who's uh, owned, who has conned so many from in false universities to all these things. But people, a lot of people vote from evangelical Christians. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? He can do all these bad things, but he just tells you, I'll put two judges that'll take abortion away and somehow he's worth it. He's worth it. We have to get our moral compass back in order. So again, why did we allow a Herschel Walker the ability to, to come in there? You see, some of the leaders of the party, they, in their, in, in, in their being, they wanted to promote what that stereotypical, prototypical black guy looked like. But you know what's so funny? I don't know any of those guys. You know, the, the, the stereotype isn't true, but it's easy when you put somebody like that to say that's what it is. So when Republicans chose Herschel Walker, they showed their contempt for black people. Importantly as well, they showed contempt for their white constituents as they cauterized the fallacy many of them have been led to believe for centuries. One of the reasons is that in my one of the reasons that in my activism work, I do not allow racist mistakes to define how I deal with all people in the aggregate. There are industries that uses the tool to manipulate or uses that tool to manipulate the many. Why did so many people vote for Herschel Walker? Because they were led to believe it is the right thing to do irrespective of his flaws. After all, Lindsey Graham and other proper Republicans will be there to manage him as they keep him on their leash. Lee Grant, welcome to Politics Done Right on KPFT's chat. But let's go ahead and talk to Sarah. Sarah, come on in. Sarah, how are you doing? Come on in, Sarah. I'm doing well, and I just wanted to comment that there's international news from Germany, which I believe relates to all the people who voted for Trump, and it's kind of scary to see all the counties in Georgia that went for uh, Warner. You know, right. you, you, Walker, you know, you are so right. That, that's, that, that issue in uh, 25 people got arrested in, in Germany. 
you're correct. And they got arrested. They were planning on attempting to overturn the German government. Very similar to what was done here in the United States. Is that what you're talking about, um, Sarah? Yes, exactly. 3,000 police went out last night yes. or this morning. Yes. Anyway, uh, I'm going to hang up and let you talk. Okay. Thank you very thank much you. for calling in, Sarah. You keep listening, okay? All right, folks, let me tell you, uh, what Sarah is talking about is what occurred in Germany this morning, and that is there are 25 people from an organization similar to what we call our QAnon here, and their attempt, it was led by a former principal uh, or, or uh, royal descendants from Germany, uh, was one of the leaders in that cause, and the idea was the attempt to overthrow the government and instate a, a, um, a fascistic state or autocratic state. And again, this is something that, that had grown up in the last few years. Uh, we've started to curb it here in the United States, although we have that steady group of people that refuse to change. So thank you for bringing that topic up, Sarah, because uh, people need to understand that these are real issues that we have, that we are confronting. And while it is hard to believe that our great democracy can fall, to these, uh, you know, we call them crazies. This isn't, these aren't crazy people. These are just autocrats who don't believe in democracy, and that is what they want to do. So thank you for bringing that to the attention and interjecting into what we're talking about. Lee Grant says, hey, all, if you're going to support democracy, you will need to accept that people might not vote for the candidate. Uh, deal with it. Um, I support democracy, Lee, and I know you're absolutely right. The people in Georgia had the right to select Herschel Walker as the person who represents them. You're absolutely right, Mr. Um, Grant. And I do believe in democracy. My question wasn't whether they had the right to vote for Herschel Walker. My question was what was within their soul to believe that a guy who's held a gun to a woman's head, a guy who has denied his children, a guy who is uh, pro-anti-choice uh, pro now, but was wanting to force his ladies to get an abortion. Somebody who shows the mental intellect of a two-year-old, if that much. Somebody who cannot articulate an English sentence. And that is who you are going to send to represent you in one of the most revered bodies in this country. You have to ask yourself, how can you allow ideological at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Your ideological reality to allow you to choose somebody that was thrown onto you like a Herschel Walker. It's, it's that, that's the only question I'm saying. You are correct. In a democracy, everybody has the right to choose, but don't then complain about those of us who will tell you an, on face value the choice that you made was a clear and present danger for the country. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you can't be blind. Say your side is only one for democracy. Warnock is not a saint. It doesn't matter about Warnock being a saint. Normack, no, Warmack can actually articulate a sentence. He can actually articulate a policy to help people. 
Mr. Mr. Walker is mentally impaired and and that is not a that is not to say somebody mentally impaired cannot do a particular uh, you know job just not the senator of the United States where critical mo- critical laws must be passed it's that simple 713-526-5738 is our number give us a call if you would like to comment on the, the election before we go to the next subject 713-526-5738 I'll be, I'd love to entertain your calls on the Warnock issue uh, and Walker should Walker have been given a chance to even run should we start to talk about having certain qualifications for certain uh, positions and again that has to be voted on of course let's really ask ourselves these questions because if we continue to put people into office who are comp- incompetent to serve there has to be some level of competency 713-526-5738 hit extension 2 to get on directly on air 713 713- Five two six five seven three eight. Would love to hear from you on this subject. And don't look. Um, I have my opinions, and I don't mind entertaining different opinions. And I'm respectful as I speak to you as well. So I want folks to feel free to say what's on their minds. I don't want you to have to hold back what you think, how you think I would respond to what you have to say because. I, this is your platform, and this is how we give everybody the option to say the things that they really want to say. 713-526-5738. Hit extension number two to get on air. I'd like to discuss this uh, Warnock-Walker uh, debate before I jump to another very important issue. So come on in, Karen. You are on the air right now. Karen, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good, good morning, sir. Good afternoon, Rada. Yeah, I want to touch on that election. Yes, sir. Sometimes we hack as if we don't realize what's happening in America, but it's really us against the way all America run. It's us against them. Yeah. A lot of people, including Black Americans, too. That's why Russell Walker is so popular, and that's why he's out there doing all this crap. Right. It's us against them. It's like people believe if they are born American and you're an immigrant, then they. <laughs> right. You got everything. So it's not just about the white n- nationalism. It's about xenophobia. Yes, you're absolutely also, right. Yeah, that is that taking over this country rapidly. Yes, yes. A lot of people believe that if we get rid of these immigrants, then we'll solve all problems. No, the only reason why America is so important is because of these same immigrants. Right. And the idiots don't realize that in, if we want to really increase this GPA, it's bringing more immigrants. Artists working. To you know, you know, Karen, I'm glad that you. Stuck on this, this old ideology. Karen, I am so glad you said that because in my second in my second part of this subject, I'm going to talk about the jobs report, and you just brought in a very important issue. So what I'm going to ask you to do is, uh, I'm going to go to the next caller. You you brought a very uh, uh, who are the nurses in America? Who are the nurses? Exactly. But here's what I want you to do, who are Karen. The nurses? You are correct. My mama and the other rest of people. Yes, Karen. On, man, and Karen. I Karen, I know. Karen, don't but don't worry, don't sweat it. Let me tell you. Listen yeah. to the second part and then call back in because I think you're gonna like what I have you to know, say in the second. You know, eighty percent of the nurse, ninety percent is immigrant. Yes, yes. We'll talk. Let me. Okay, more than ninety percent. Yes, Karen, I gotta and hang up DNA. to the next and caller. Are- Karen, Karen, I gotta go to the next caller, and I'm gonna and I want I'd like you to call back. Albert, you're on. 
Albert? Okay, bear with me one second. We are going to fix that in a minute. Albert, you're on. I guess Albert is off. Let's go to Anne, number five. Anne, you're on. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. Talk to me, Anne. So, I, I was just going to say that the whole, um, the whole issue with Georgia is... It's, it's kind of insulting, right? I just find it insulting, and it should be insulting to, to black conservatives mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that that was the best you could do. I mean, there's no other black conservatives in, in the whole state that, uh, you know, that could be a better representative of the party. I mean, if you're just going to choke and throw a black person out there, I mean, I just find it hard to believe that there w was... Uh, because that that just shows you that you think that those voters just go on people's name or fame or something mm -hmm. like that that they're not interested in policy. You now, know, and I have, yeah, I, I I think it's a bit deeper. And let me explain, and then you can tell me what you think about what I'm saying. Um, there is a concerted effort. Uh, let's look at who they put up at president. They, 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 they brought up somebody that they knew. Uh, you remember when they brought up, I don't remember his name now. He was one of the best neurosurgeons on the planet. And then he lost his mind. He didn't lose his mind because he was a conservative. He lost his mind because he, became, he, he accepted an ideology that was diametrically opposed to the science that he once believed in. Uh, you know who I'm talking right. to? The oh, Carson. Carson, yeah. Carson, okay. In other words, Carson is a very intelligent person, but he made himself sufficiently dumb to, uh, mm. to be able to promote much of what he promoted when he ran for president of the United States. When it came to Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker um, is the prototypical representation of how you would hear many conservatives want to address what a black man is. Okay, and it, it as a as a black Latino Caribbean man, it irks me to no end to the nth degree that what they try to do is promote somebody as Herschel Walker as the standard. And what that happens to be is with all those who voted for Herschel, uh, it, it allowed to cauterize within their minds that it is okay to feel that that is what the prototypical black guy is. And in that regards, you can disregard when cops blow their heads off. You can disregard all, it, this, this is all stepwise. And I know it may seem like left field, but all of this gives you permission to be less respectful to folks who look like me. Because again, Herschel Walker shows what he is. He's running for senator, but he held a gun up on his wife. He's running for Senate, but he cannot say a, a perfect English sentence. He's running for Senate, but he cannot even articulate a sensible policy. If you are able to think about others like a particular group of folks like that, it gives you it gives you almost a credit card to do whatever it is to somebody that's less than. That's my opinion, Anne. Your thoughts? Um, well, I, okay. I, I can, you don't have to agree. I, you can disagree. You, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, but I, I honestly think that they just thought that the African-American community as a whole would be influenced by, not, about, not by policy, right? Mm -hmm. Not by um, sound thinking and uh, what do you call it? Like 
uh, having good character. Yes, I, am. I think they thought so driven because I think that's what. Unfortunately, we have shown ourselves in some times, in some cases, to be just be so celebrity focused, and I, I think, especially in Georgia, I think they just miscalculated. Uh, I think they they tremendously miscalculated mm-hmm. um, that you know we're just not going to fall for a guy just because he's a football you know star and all of this. I think they just they miscalculated and they. I think they, you know, they did themselves real damage. But Anne, let me let me ask you this. Anne, let me ask you this, okay? Because I want to I want to push you a little bit further, right? We know that most of the people who are going to vote for Herschel, I mean, who who are they really? Because in, in the commentary that I in the in the post that I wrote for this, right, I said when Republicans chose Herschel Walker, they showed their contempt for black people. Importantly, as well, they showed contempt for their white constituents because most of the people who are going to vote for Herschel Walker were their white constituents, right? And by the way, I, let me just tell for the audience at large, I don't believe in race. That's honestly. I honestly believe that race I am I am I'm speaking racial stuff because I'm in America because this is where the country is at etc I have been trying to preach that race is one of the stupidest tools ever created to manipulate us and it manipulates both white folks black folks latino folks it manipulates everybody, but it, it segmentizes everybody in such a manner that the plutocracy can manipulate us. Okay, let me leave that aside. I just right. wanted to put that right. out so that my, my entire audience can understand exactly where I'm coming from. Now, um, I think the, the people that, that, that got conned as well with, with uh, a walker has to be the, the Republican constituents because they are electing somebody who has to be a rubber stamp because he is so incompetent, he can only listen to what is told that he must support. So in effect, Georgia wasn't voting for a senator from Georgia. They were voting for a piece of every other state, Georgia be damned. And that is what I mean when I said also that, you know, the contempt isn't just for black folk. The con- the, the, what, it, what it does is it tells them that, well, this is, that, that's, a, in my opinion, again, is that that's the best they can do. Because, I mean, you think about it, right? That hurts the whole state of Georgia that you have somebody who cannot articulate a Georgian policy. If you listen to, yeah. you listen to Warnock's speech yesterday, first of all, he threw the olive branch to every single Georgian. Hey, Georgians, whether you voted for me or not, I'm here to support you. I'm here to bring industry here. And he tell, told you why. If you listen to his speech, it was one that would tell every Georgian, I am here for Georgia. He's talking right. about, uh, this guy's talking about trans and all these things that don't have any partic- particular rule for Georgia proper. Your thoughts, Anne? See, but, that, but, that's, but that's, that's the whole point. Yeah. You, it was an insult. It was an yeah. insult to their party, right. well, the Georgia Republicans. Right. It was an insult to them because it has. It, yes. I mean, that's the best that you could do. That's yes. the best that you can do. Exactly. I don't. I, I, it was just. It was. I mean, they they tremendously miscalculated. I don't know if if I'm just surprised that because they used to be. You know, like even if you didn't agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, their policy, yeah, or whatever. They at least had. They were serious. They were yeah, serious. They were serious. 
serious, and they had right. people who were learned, you know, and, and at least had a little bit, I don't know, a little intelligence, exactly. right? I mean, no, I, I think... And I think we're in the it's same. Weird. I think we're in the same wavelength. Um, you know, I have to go to the next subject, but I think we're in the same yeah, wavelength. Uh-huh. And 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 yeah, I I want to really thank I want to thank you for calling in first of all for presenting uh, yeah. presenting this case. But I I tell you what, um, I I think uh, these guys got played in Georgia, and uh, you know what can oh. I say? But thank you so kindly for calling and and um, you have a wonderful rest of your day. Please remember to tell folks that we are back on the air live and that this is their program. This is their show. Call in and let's talk. All righty. You have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. All right, folks, let's continue the show. Um, If anybody else want to talk about, want to talk about the Warnock, I have one more minute that I'll dedicate to this. One more minute to Warnock before we go to the next subject at hand. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Hit option two. And you'll be right here with us, 713-526-5738. All right, since no more calls came in on the Warnock case, uh, the, the, title of the, sec- the subtitle of the second part of our program today is Fact. Our economic system preys on the poor and working class. Great news! It's bad. Why? All right, it goes like this, folks. The job market remains strong. I mean, we haven't seen a job market like this in forever. Uh, you look at the amount of people that are going to work, and people are going to talk about something known as a job utilization rate is not as high as it has been. And, uh, and I want to make all of you aware that job utilization, there are a lot of jobs today that people don't talk about, especially since we have remote jobs and we have people that are doing a whole lot of side things they hadn't done before. The internet has given them the wherewithal to do it. We have a lot of folks sitting down on their on their on their phones, on their cell phones, making money, and it's a lot of that isn't captured by the job, uh, the jobs report, etc. So we have, uh, and and that's the reason why you see people are still spending money even with the inflation that we have today. So it's important for us to take that that uh, job utilization report with a grain of salt. Okay. Or I'm going to pause here because it looks like we have one more call in that wants to mention something about Warnock. So let's go ahead and bring uh, Moses in and um, we'll go ahead and uh, take, it, take it on that. Moses, come on in. So we have, uh, and, and that's the reason. Moses, turn your radio down, please, and then you're on the air right now, sir. Uh, okay. Um, I want to um, comment just briefly on the Warnock thing. Sure, go ahead, ma'am. The whole Warnock fast to me, is the, an example of the contempt and disdain yes. of the Republican, um, the Republican establishment mm-hmm. for democracy and for, and for all Americans. Yes. Because, number one, when we picked Donald Trump, what was it? Yeah, you know, I, I don't have to go too far. They knew everything about him. They heard him talk about his disdain for women and, and all that. Yes, they, they did. Then you pick Herschel Walker. You know, all the mess has been done. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was just a, 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 a flagrant disdain. Yes, for democracy and for American 
the American people. I could. I, I think I got your name wrong. What is your name again, ma'am? Moses. M-O-S-E-S. Oh, so I did get it right. I did get it right. Okay, Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me just tell you that um, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And what mm-hmm. I, I think it's, a, and, and I'm glad that you put it in the, in the way you said, you said contempt for America. And you're absolutely yes. right. It shows, a, and I, not only that, but I think it also shows a certain disrespect for the country. It shows a That's disrespect it. that is that. But then again, have having had Donald Trump as our president was likely the largest disrespect that has that that really hurt us throughout the world. So I guess, uh, you know, Walker was just a smaller instance of that. Just uh, one that we could see right away. Anything else you want to say, Moses, before but, we go to Caroline? Let me let me let me tell you. Yes. It's not a smaller instance. It is not a smaller. OK. Instance. It is an amalgamation of the continuing, the continuing, um, the continuing, what will I say? Um, the continuous, the continuous path, plan. Path, yeah. The continuous plan yes. to bring down democracy. You know, democracy Moses, through, throughout the whole world. I prefer the way you said it. It's an amalgamation. It's a continuation. You've said it better than I did. So thank you for that, Moses. All right. Okay, thank you, Bible. You have a wonderful day. All right, let's go to Caroline. Caroline, you are on the air. Talk to me. Hi. I was just um, wanting to talk to you about the Warnock. Yes, go ahead, Caroline. Sure. Okay. Um, I know that his campaign was very well utilized as they were on social media in the area mm-hmm. because I drive a truck, so I go to that area quite often. Mm-hmm. And I know that... Um, he utilized Snapchat mm-hmm. and Facebook mm-hmm. because there were ads for him on all of the social media platforms, but there were also vans driving around that had uh, LED billboards on the side of the vans mm-hmm. promoting him. You're and talking about Warnock. They, yes. Yes. And they gave, uh, he gave a um Anyone who needed a free ride to the election, mm-hmm. a ride. Great. Great. You, you think that's the right thing to do? Well, I think that you don't, that helped him win. Yeah, I think, I think it's important that, uh, you know, especially since, you know, you know, in Georgia, they reduced the amount of time to vote. So they, 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 they tried to do a whole lot of things that actually hurt working people to go to the vote. And, it, and, and you had to help. Yes, because... Yeah. They didn't. Ha- yeah, I'm sorry. They didn't have the um, the voting open like in Texas. Right. You know the the election booths are open until eight o'clock. That gives you right. people that work nine to five time to get to actually vote. Right. And then here they have them open on Saturdays right. and even some places on Sundays, so that people have the actual time to go vote to where in Georgia they did not. They had their voting booths, the times that they were allowed to vote. Um, the earth, They had mail-in voting, mm-hmm. which you could mail-in vote early. But you didn't have a drop box to put it in, in unless it's during right. those nine to five times. It's a shame what they yeah. tried to do. And you know, it, it's a, you know what is so amazing, uh, Caroline? Right now, he's winning by close to 100,000. By now, it's over 100,000 votes. And it's a 3% win. Uh, the polls uh, seem to have performed a bit better this time around. But what is interesting, Caroline, is that... Um, 
imagine if all those restrictions weren't there and the working class really got to go ahead and vote the way they really wanted to vote. Imagine it probably would not even have been a close election. Well, and, that, and the, the way it's set up there, I think they set it up for who they wanted to win to win. Uh, what do you it mean? Wasn't, yeah, it kind of, I think they took away a lot of the freedoms of the people there that we have here in Texas. Mm-hmm. True, I agree. But they thought that would have benefited Herschel Walker. And it probably right. did benefit. I think, it, I think it was detrimental to him. Yeah, it was. As and far it, as. I don't know if it's detrimental. I think what happens is, you know, uh, you have any kids? I do. You remember when you tell a kid. You don't, if you, if you tell a kid, I don't want you to do X, it it gives them, (laughs) they generally want to do X now more because you told them not to do it. I mean, I I think there's a sect of people in this country that they've been, whenever you tell them you're not going to be able to vote like you should, that's going to give them more impetus to go out there and say, you know what? You think I'm not going to vote? I'm going to find a way to go vote. Because I know right. what this means. And I, I have a hunch that's what happened. What's your thoughts? Well, um, I don't know what the actual turnout was for the recount. Mm-hmm. I know that the initial turnout was pretty high. Mm-hmm. It was. But for the recount, I don't know what the actual numbers have been. Yeah, we should know better about that tonight because, you know, they're going to have to go through things like provisional voting and all that sort of a thing. But I am just, let me, let me just tell you why I am happy for this outcome. I'm happy for this outcome because, um, and, and, and yes, I'm very progressive. All right. But I entertain every side of the equation. And not only that, I don't only vote progressive. I vote the person who is going to do the better job for a society at large. That's how I vote. Now, if you take a look at um, Herschel, do you think he would have been qualified to run? I mean, to, 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 uh, in the Senate? Um, I don't really know enough about him to make that decision, and he was not representing my state. There you go. Well, I mean, uh, thank you for that answer, because a lot of folks would just take the party line. And my hunch is, if I asked you about party line, you're probably more on the conservative side, right? Yes. And that's, that's what I thought. And, and, and we are having a great conversation. Here's this wonderful pro, uh, conservative lady speaking to this really left progressive guy. We can actually talk intelligently without shouting at each other, right? Yes, because there shouldn't be an argument because everyone's opinions are valid. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that is where we need to go, Caroline. Because again, like I said, if they had brought somebody to the table, and by the way, I do know about Herschel Walker. I do know about Warnock. I do my research, studying, et cetera. And, uh, and, and that's, I'm coming from an informed position, and that's why I'm telling you what I'm telling you now. Uh, you, would, you, know, you should always feel free to second guess what anybody tells you. That's how I would like everybody to be. Right. So uh, we want to make sure everybody gets second guess. So anytime. uh, Are are you a first time caller? Yes. Well, look, I want to I want to thank you, first of all, for calling. 
And secondly, I'd like you to stay with us on this station. I, uh, my, I'm, in, I'm looking at my chat right now that goes along with this. And we have a lot of conservatives in the chat right now. Some of them are giving me hell right now. And I, I think it's a good thing that we have somebody who is in our area that can call in with a, with a conservative perspe- perspective at any time. And we have a civil conversation. So I want to thank you for calling in. And I want to ask you to make sure and tell folks about us and call in and, and, and get your positive call in as well. All right. Well, thank you for taking my call. Thank you very much, Caroline. You have a wonderful day, okay? Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Anyway, folks, um, I think we're done with Warnock. Again, since it seemed to have garnered some response, I'm going to give you one more time to call. 713-526-5738. Hit the number 2 and you will be on air. 713. Oh, uh, (laughs) Stuart said, hurrah. I remember to say hit number 2. 713-526-5738. Hit the number 2. And if you want to talk about the other subject, call for that as well. All right. I, I repeat. Next subject, fact or economic system preys on the poor and working class. Great news is bad. Why? The job market remains strong. We have an economic system with both manufactured shortages and corporate incompetence. Yet, the working class are made to pay for its shortcomings. Why? Earlier, we had a call from, uh, from uh, Kenan, and I want you to listen to this. The most recent jobs report showed an on an employment increase more robust than expected. The employment situation summary pointed out the following. Total uh, non-farm payroll employment increased by 263,000 people in November and the unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.7%. The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported today. Notably, notable job gains occurred in leisure and hospitality, healthcare and government, employment declined in retail, trade and transportation and warehousing. All right? So, that is great news. That is wonderful news. One would expect that would be give great news, but it wasn't for Wall Street or the Treasury. Right after the government related released the November report, Fortune wrote the following. The S&P 500 was 0.8% lower in the morning trading and on track to erase much of what had been a healthy week of gains. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 207 points or 0.6%. Stocks had generally been on the upswing for more than a month on hopes that works of the nation's high inflation may have passed already. That Fed expectation for the Federal Reserve to dial down the intensity of its big interest rate hikes. Such hikes aim to undercut inflation by slowing the economy and dragging down prices for stocks and other investments. But Friday's job report showed that wages for workers rose 5.1% last month from a year earlier. That's an acceleration from October's 4.9% gain and easily topped economists' expectations for a slowdown. Such jumps in pay are helpful to workers struggling to keep up with soaring prices for everyday necessities. The Federal Reserve's worry is that two strong gains could cause inflation to become further entrenched in the economy. That's because wages make up a big part of costs for companies in search industries and they could end up raising their own prices further to cover higher wages. 
but expectations are rising for that Fed will do for what Fed will do in 2023. Treasury yields jumped immediately after the jobs report release on speculations the Fed may ultimately hike rates higher than thought a few momentum a few moments before. The yield on the two-year Treasury jumped to 4.36% from 4.24. Late Thursday, the 10-year yield, which helps set rates for mortgages and many other loans, rose to 3.59% from 3.51%. Another month with a strong jobs report and torrid wage gains. Look at how they put it. Strong jobs report and torrid wage gains is a reality check for where we stand in inflation on the inflation fight, said Mike Loengart. Head of Model Portfolio Construction at Morgan Stanley Global Investment Office. Here's what gets me. You hear what the report says? Torrid wage gains. They wait. The inflation is up by 7 point something percent. Wage gains are up by about 5.1 percent. So people are still falling behind. And what did this capitalist, uh, what, what, this, uh, this industrialist say? Torrid wage gains. People, are you listening? People, are you listening? Increase in wages for you is torrid. So I wrote then, understand what the above snippet means. The titans that control our economic system are telling you that the good fortune for employees is bad news for them. Worse. Our government, via the Fed, will ensure that the good fortune must not continue. In other words, they're going to raise interest rates, folks. And guess who pays? You do. In doing so, they will make the working class pay for a defective economic system that frowns on wage increases or on an extra few bucks in the pockets of the working class. This is by design. It serves two purposes. It ensures most do not have excess capital to create and innovate on a substantive scale that can compete with those who are invited into our oligarchic class. And second, it demoralizes most into a belief that their current state is inevitable. I want you guys to listen to this. This is important. One must note that the executives who run our corporations and bribe Read, lobby, our neoliberal politicians are responsible for all of the failures within our economic system. It's not you, folks. You didn't do anything wrong. You didn't cause any of what's happening. Our economic leaders, the titans of finance, they are the ones responsible for the, what did they call it? The torrid wage increases, right? necessity. While the titans of our economic system claim that supply chain issues, pandemic issues, and wage issues, and worker shortages caused inflation, they are completely wrong. It is their decision that created their decisions that created our economic problems. The following should roll off of our tongue at nauseum. Get your pencils and paper. Get your recorder. Get whatever. I want you guys to have these statements at the tip of your tongue all of the times. The following should be. Corporate greed is responsible for more than 50% of our inflation. All right? 
corporate short-sightedness created supply chain-induced shortages, manufacturing a large percentage of needed products and parts overseas is subject to weather pandemics and political uprising. Thus, corporate irresponsibility allowed weather pandemics and political uprising to shock our citizens unnecessarily. Working class America is then asked to pay the bill through higher prices and interest rates. Instead of incentivizing irresponsible corporate executives to pay for their ineptitude, they profit from their bad decisions with higher prices and profits as the corporate bought government extorts higher interest rates from us. Important. Important. Anybody wants to talk about that, call 713-526-5738. Hit extension 2. 713-526-5738. Extension 2. Repeating or continuing. Corporate America claims there is a worker shortage. If one believes in market dynamics, it is clear that with thousands of intelligent, able-bodied immigrants and refugees on our borders seeking work, there are other dynamics at hand. Look, if you go to the border right now, there are thousands that are fleeing Colombia. There are thousands that are fleeing Venezuela. There are thousands that are fleeing Guatemala. There are thousands that are fleeing some parts of Mexico. But here's the thing, guys. Who are these people that flee? Most of the people who flee are the ones who had the wherewithal to flee, which means, as usual in America, we always get the top of the crop. You take a look at the Venezuelans that are running from Nicolás Maduro, and you find out, wow, you have a lot of folks there with skills, You look at the folks that are escaping Colombia, certain regions in Colombia, you notice, oh my God, they've got skills. You look at the people escaping from Haiti, you say, oh my God, they've got skills. Worker shortage? No. No. There ain't, just like I told you about no, no oil shortage, there ain't no worker shortage. There are two ways to increase your worker supply. One, pay a living wage. A ice cream, manufa- a ice cream distributor recently, uh, not distributor, ice cream cones, he had a place. He put an ad out. He's paying minimum wage. He's hiring, trying to hire folks. He couldn't get a person to apply for the job. He offered that job at $15. He couldn't take, he got so many applications, he had the choice of the cream of the crop. We don't have an employment shortage in America. We have a, we have a greed, we have an extensive greed problem where we don't want to pay people commensurate with the wages that they deserve. We have a problem where we use ideological reasons to keep other people out. Oh my God, it's not really ideological. We keep people out because, wait a minute, we need to keep Americans in their place. We need to make sure that they think there is no job for them willing to pay the prices that they are commensurate of. Folks, it's a game. And generally speaking, you are losing because we don't speak up and because we don't vote our interests. 
5738, hit extension 2. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I have one more paragraph on this thought, and then I'll continue. 713-526-5738. We need a complete shift in our economic system. The working class must begin to demand its status as a major stakeholder in our economic system. We allowed an economic system predicated on the working class being but a unit of labor to metastasize throughout we are the ones who innovate, do the work, and produce all of our national wealth. It is time that we act on that truth and take control of our own economy. Notice I added the own in there. This is our economy. We are the ones that create. We are the ones that innovate. We are the ones that produce. The people that are shuffling papers, the executives, do we need them? Yes, we need them to execute. Do we need them to make a hell of a lot more money than we make? No. Should they be making monies commensurate with what the workers make? You bet your life they should. So let's go ahead and bring uh, uh, soon. We'll wait till they, they take it all down. Um, look, folks, let's go ahead and bring Mark onto the line. Mark, come on in, Mark. Yeah, um, I just want to say that uh, people think the Federal Reserve is part of the government, but they're actually, they actually work for the bankers. Mm -hmm. But they have pretty much... The same power as the federal government when it comes to the economy. Yeah, they're they're, they're an independent at, agency. You're correct, sir. Yeah, they're pretty much at the same level as far as you know, taking care of the economic situation of this country. Um, Albert Einstein had made the quote that the eighth wonder of the world was interest rates, mm -hmm. and interest rates can do a whole heck of a lot of damage. Mm, you're right. Um, the, the the fact that he has raised this is the most in the Federal Reserve's history that they have rose rates this much over fourteen months. Right in the history of the Fed. Right, we have never raised rates at point seven five percent at this frequency before. You're absolutely right about that. We've never raised and, rates. And at, so yeah, they really don't know the damage that they're doing, and I don't think they really care because I really want to know what their game plan is. I mean, part of the problem is they got us in this mess with all the quantitative easing. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I love to have a, a listener who can talk about quantitative easing, and you hit the nail on the head. The quantitative easing was to bail out the bankers back then when they crashed the economy and froze it. You are so right about that, sir. But the other thing is, uh, this, quanti this round of quantitative easing with the pandemic, it kept zombie companies running. Companies that would have failed in another year without that handout. Now, let, let, let me so, qualify something for you, though, Mark. Let me qualify something for you. When there's a pandemic, okay, I had no problem in holding on to the status quo. In other words, I want companies to fail on their own, Right. A Here's what the pandemic does for, uh, let, let's give an example. You remember during the pandemic how Walmart, HEB, are you here in Texas? 
I am. Okay, Walmart, HEB, and all these other stores were able to stay open and they were able to afford to put panels in to kind of protect workers somewhat. But the small mom and pop stores all had to die, or rather, a, a lot of small mom and pop stores would have died, as you just mentioned there, if the pandemic caught, and because of the pandemic, right? Here's what I didn't want to happen. I didn't want the pandemic to be the tipping point for a business to go under, a pandemic that likely, uh, first of all, that was handled poorly by a president who didn't have, shouldn't have been there in the first place, in my humble opinion, that is, because it didn't have the competency to really run issue you know, solve this problem. So I didn't want corporate, right. I didn't want small companies to fail on that failure of but our government. Now, here's the thing. Yes, here's sir. Here's the thing. It's how they qualified that money. And this, this, is, this is in addition right. to printing more dollars. I can't argue that point with you because you're right. Basically what they did is if a company had over a billion dollars, they didn't have to securitize the money given to them. Right. If you're a small business owner, a lot you're going to find out when it's all said and done, a lot of them refused that money because they would have had to sign over their assets, right. their home, right. and all of that. Right. So it was skewed against the small businesses from the very beginning. It, but, but you know what? what's so funny, Mark? You are, first of all, you're right. I want to first say, you're right. Okay? But here's my question to you. What do we do about it? Because I, all of us need folks that are aware like Mike, that like Mark is aware. Okay, now what you've just done by calling in and making mention of that Mark is you have informed a lot of those who are listening to us right now about that reality. And they can later on vote appropriately for folks who advocate for policies that, you know, that, that will actually really solve problems. Unfortunately, one of the one of the rationales behind this show is to make us a smarter make us smarter voters. And when we have callers like you, I think we we we, we actually get the job done. And, and here's the other thing: the Fed is really screwing up right now. Is see, the Federal Reserve will actually, when they get income, they give that money back to the Treasury Department. Yes, but it's all on. They on are yeah. losing money. Yeah. They are basically in debt right now, and they came up with this fancy term to keep it off the balance sheet. Right. They're doing, they're doing fake accounting. They're calling them deferred assets. Mark, I'm going to have to let you go, but before I let you go, not, don't, don't hang him up yet. I just want to say this real quick. Um, before I let you go, Mark, it's the following. Um, the off books and all of that, remember, we have something known as a sovereign currency. And because we have a sovereign currency, we can do all of that. I was listening to a, a talk a couple of days ago that says, how come uh, we have a lot more debt than Africa, but Africa can go down the tubes uh, trying to pay their debts back and we don't ever have to pay ours back. I want you to sleep on that one and then give us a call some other time where we can discuss this further. Okay, Mark? Sure thing, Alberto. Thank you. You have a wonderful day now. All right. Okay, folks, let me, let me tell you. Um, I, let me get to the chat real quick. I want to welcome, uh, I want to say thank you to Eric Hayes, Lee Grant, uh, May Wood, um, Norman Reynolds, Bridge MCP. Uh, let's see who else, somebody in, in the chat. Um, 
I got a lot more. So if I if I didn't mention you, please forgive me. But you know, I like to make sure and call all our people out that are here. Melanie Keaton, thank you for being here. Eric Hayes, thank you for being here, uh, as well as Lee Grant. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to read all of your stuff with all the things that I'm doing here at the time, but I will read your chats. I will uh, we'll we'll continue some of this chat back in our um, in our program later on at three o'clock. So we'll, we'll continue this chat at three o'clock. I think I have one more caller that's gonna be coming in in a little bit. No? Okay, great. So uh, I, guess, I guess not. So anyhow, I wanna tell you guys something that is very important. A very important feature of our show is not only to have you engaged, is not only to ask for your commentary, but it's for us to uh, not change minds, but ensure that the decisions people made make are made from an informed mind. And the reason, uh, I mean, if you, if you love this country as many say they love this country, right? You want to ensure first and foremost that the decisions that you are making, uh, okay, so is that... Uh, that the decisions that you are making, first and foremost, is going to move us forward as a country. And moving us forward as a country doesn't mean something static like moving the country forward. It means moving individuals within this country forward. It means that every single one of us who want access to success has the wherewithal to do that. That's what it really means. And one of, the, one of the goals of this program is to cover subjects uh, to make us all informed. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, or whatever. You know who I am. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm left, baby. But I love all my American brothers and sisters. And we all are going to be in this boat together. So um, I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for being here. I want to ask you to make sure and tell others about this program. I want to have you call in all of the times over and over again. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.